0: Guys, thanks for listening to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I also want to thank the following sponsors for their support of this podcast. Without them, it, this podcast would not be possible. I want to thank the Go Hunt Insider, uh, Lorenzo Sartini and his crew over at Go Hunt. They have created the Insider, which is an amazing tool for you guys that are. Researching all these different western states and looking for which units to apply for and put in for. Uh, They also have the Go Hunt Maps, the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Uh, Right now, go to gohunt.com, click sign up for the insider. Uh, use the J Scott promo code. You're going to get a fifty dollar Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card just for signing up. Go Hunt's been with me since the beginning of 2015. At, when I started this podcast, they've been a very loyal title sponsor of this podcast. And I want to thank them for their support. Make sure to go and sign up for the Go Hunt Insider. Use the J Scott promo code, guys. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's KUIU.com. KU Ultralight Hunting is a direct to consumer uh, brand that sells the best ultralight hunting equipment and gear on the market today. Uh, you can go to KUIU.com, KUIU.com, and order directly there on their website. I also want to thank Phonescope.com, Cheston, the guys over at Phonescope. Go to Phonescope.com. Anything you order there, use the J. Scott 23 promo code and you're going to get a 10% discount there at Phonescope. I also want to thank Lathrop & Sons, their custom boot system and custom footbed manufacturer. Uh, these guys are the boot doctors, the boot gurus. Um, they're very, very helpful. They know a lot about boots. Uh, I have switched this season to the Lathrop & Sons Encompass Boot. Uh, that's what I've worn primarily on my coos deer and mule deer hunts in Mexico. And then I use the Mountain Hunter uh, for my sheep hunts, uh, specifically desert sheep uh, in any of that uh, more technical terrain. Uh, Lathrop & Sons has a phenomenal 3D mapping imprints and, and tracing kit. Uh, they make custom orthotics, uh, just really, really comfortable, uh, very user-friendly boots and custom insoles. Uh, go to lathropandsons.com to find out more information. You can also check out Lathrop & Sons on Instagram. They have three custom boot options, the Mountain Hunter, the Mountain Hunter Elite, and the Mountain Hunter Encompass, as well as the High Country Synergy Footbeds Custom. Uh, they also make all of these custom footbeds in wide and super wide, as well as the boots, which is rare for a boot manufacturer. Reach out to the owners, Stephen and James at Lathrop Sons at 618 544 8782 That's Lathropandsons.com. Guys, I want to thank you for supporting this podcast. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, Any questions you might have, you can reach out at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. That's my email address. You can follow along on Instagram at J Scott Outdoors, always feel free to send me a direct message. Love hearing from you guys. And let's get right to these episodes. Daniel Franco burnt timber Outfitters. How you doing? Great. How you doing, man? Good. I want to welcome everyone to the podcast. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus here and I thought the <laughs> great way to break the ice here would have Mr. Daniel Franco on and talk a little Arizona elk and an antelope so what's it hiatus? looking like there buddy you call that a hiatus <laughs> <laughs> i was searching for words and that's the first one that came to mind
1: yeah uh, that's a pretty good one so how's things going no good life's good just uh, got back from the uh western honey expo and uh had a good time up there and getting uh ready for application season
0: yeah, so Daniel, um, let's talk about going into this season. I think before you can actually start talking about applying, let's talk about last season. Let's talk about how things went last season as far as holdover bowls. Did the season go well? Could have it gone better? You know, how does that lead up to then you kind of looking into? This time frame saying, well, geez, I hope we get good moisture because of this. Or, you know, we had such a banner year last year that, man, I don't know about this next year. Or we left a bunch of bulls out there. I think if we can get some moisture, it's going
1: to be incredible. Where do you fall there? Kind of all of the above, to be honest with you. Um, we, we did have a really good season last year uh, as far as elk is concerned. We um, got a lot of that monsoonal moisture that came through last year uh carried right in to the the hunts actually quite a few days during the uh archery hunts and even into the early rifle where we did get rain and get moisture so um we like i said we did have a, a good year last year for elk um, mainly in in 3a3c uh, killed some great bulls uh, both on the archery and the early rifle um so we we're, we're Realistically, I mean, we've got two years of really good uh, monsoon moisture that have brought us to where we're at now. Um, we have, we've had a fair amount of, of winter moisture as well. Um, some areas have definitely got hit a little harder than others, but we've had, uh, we've, we've kind of stringed along a couple of just really timely storms that have put some, uh, put some snow on the ground had some good rains um, earlier in the year so going into this year uh, it looks like we're essentially we're putting together three pretty good years of, of moisture and feed uh, going into going into this fall so
0: so you're optimistic at, at with what we've gotten for from storms
1: yeah yeah absolutely so there was like I said quite a bit of uh, rain last year um, I'm sure everybody was kind of watching it but yeah we were we were well above average I want to say 250 percent above average on our on our uh, moisture last year between um, the middle of June clear into into October so um, you know that that put a lot of feed on the ground um, definitely packed on some some antler last year I, I think with there being, so much feed and so much moisture uh, it actually spread the spread the elk out a little bit last year during the rut so uh, broken points didn't seem to be an issue last year. Um, going into the late hunts last year we did see a few bulls that were, were broke a little bit here and there some um, you know missing half a beam and whatnot but a lot of the bulls were intact um, and I think that you know is largely due to having so much feed and so much moisture uh, in the units last year that they were able to spread out and, and weren't on top of each other, which, you know, unfortunately meant the rut wasn't quite as as um, on it as, as typical. But, because they're uh, spread
0: out, they're not as congregated, they don't get yeah, all farmed up and get yep, just crazy, yep. but then you get broken antlers when that happens, e- right? Exactly,
1: exactly. So it's kind of a, kind of a double-edged sword, you know, so, um, but you know, going into, going into, you know, after the rut and into this year, yeah, we just saw very few broken points, which, which is, which is okay, which is a good thing. So, so going into this year, yeah, we're, we're pretty optimistic. It's going to be another really good year. We've got the moisture behind them. Um, I mean, I think, you know, realistically, if the elk has the, the age and the genetics to grow it, then there's, there's no reason he shouldn't grow it this year. So,
0: so you think everything is lined up from what you can tell that it's going to be a, an above average year there in Unit 3C?
1: Yes, yep, yep. And and even, you know, spreading across into Unit 1 and, and 27, I mean, there was this last uh, storm that came through in that, that higher country up there. I mean, they had, they were pushing five feet of snow up there around Hannigan's Meadow. So, I mean, they've definitely, definitely got the snow, definitely have the moisture, so. I don't think that's going to be an issue
0: so in three so we have a new moon september 15th and a full moon Mm -hmm. on september 29th how do the opening uh dates of the archery season play in and the early rifle is it early rifle or muzzleloader this year in three c early rifle okay so how do those dates of the full moon being the 29th the new moon being the 15th with the uh archery start date
1: so the archery start date of the fifteenth is going to be phenomenal. I mean, normally we're starting the, you know ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, somewhere in there. You know, and because of the calendar year, it's pushed it clear back to where now the the start date of that archery being on the fifteenth, it's a new moon. It's going to give them plenty of time to to kind of get going. So um, I think it's I think it's going to be from from day one it's it's going to be great um we will have we'll be battling that moon um you know the elk will have had basically kind of that that first part of their rut you know rolling into that that first week of of little to no pressure and and so by the time the 15th rolls around it's going to be yeah it's going to be gangbusters out there so
0: a lot of times in 3c you can kind of get that you know 6th 7th 8th 9th and they get kind of cranked up and get you know kind of feeling it but then all of a sudden they get that pressure Mm -hmm. early pressure that starts by starting the 15th starting late it almost seems like it will allow them to kind of go through that early period where they normally do get kind of cranked up where starting the 15th, it seems to me that it will allow them to go ahead and just keep, you know, building and building into the opener um, yeah. with, with almost, yeah. if you had to pick ideal dates, the 15th year in and year out it's probably about as good as it
1: gets. Yeah. I mean, as far as starting date, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, you're going to just, you're going to start, you know, just rolling into to typically what would, you know, we would consider to be kind of your your peak rut. You know rolling into that 20th through the 24th so yeah should be phenomenal should be phenomenal as far as as rutting and and just, you know just elk action rolling right into the first day of the opener of the archery season
0: and that puts the early rifle starter basically right there in the full moon but at that point right. aren't they just going so So that it in 3c specifically it doesn't really matter
1: Uh, I think it, it will affect it a little bit. Um, you know, like I said, typically our, our peak rut, what we've kind of seen year after year is that 20th through the 24th, somewhere in there. Um, so I think by the time we get to the 29th and rolling into October, um, I think it's going to be kind of that tail end rut, um, for the early rifle hunters and couple that with a full moon. And I think it, I, I don't think it's as near as optimal as as, as the uh, the chain of events that we see on the on the archery hunt. So,
0: when you look at a trend, um, you know we've talked about on the podcast before af- after the burn, and you know how well three C did, and then it, it kind of went through a period where it was real good for you know a handful of years. The res because of the fire, you know they weren't hunting the west side very hard. Um, maybe even closed it for a year or two, and then they've opened it back up. And then you know, 3C kind of went through a period of a, of a lull. Um, where do you see the trend now going as far as quality of hunt? You know, quality of antlers. You know, w- where is it? Is it is it holding steady? Is it pretty getting better? What do you think?
1: I think it's slightly above average um, to to holding. Uh, I think the last couple of years. You know, I think we definitely kind of saw, you know, it, it hit its you know peak back in, in 07, 08, 09. It kind it of kind of dropped off towards, you know, the middle of, you know, 2015, 16, and it's kind of gradually come back up. Um, I think lately, the last couple of years, I think we're, we're trending um, at holding to, to even slightly up as far as quality is concerned. Um, We've, we've definitely seen a decrease in the overall elk numbers, um, specifically in cow numbers. Uh, we're not seeing near as many cows as, as what we you know did five, six, seven years ago. But um, I think quality wise, I think we're, I think we're in pretty good shape. Um, I mean, I, I kind of look at last year and even the year before that, there were, there were some, some great bulls in the unit, some great bulls harvested. Um and I think it's I think quality wise it's it's definitely still uh I consider it to be one of those one of those top tier units.
0: How do you see the late hunts? I know over the years you guys have done well on the three C late hunt, but it's definitely a tough hunt. Um any changes to that this year?
1: Yes. Um so starting a little bit last year. They started some uh, hunter pull depredation hunts um, in pretty much the majority of Unit 3A, Um, and you know we spend time in 3A, we spend time in 3C for that late hunt, and uh, that didn't it affected us a little bit last year on the late hunt um, in in some of that lower country, some of the 3A and and even a little bit of the lower 3C stuff Um, this year. Uh, They're actually doing more of those hunter-pull depredation hunts, as well as some over-the-counter, unlimited number of over-the-counter hunts in 3A. Um, And unfortunately, that is going to basically all but desecrate the elk herds in in all of 3A. So that's going to make the the late hunt in, in 3A, 3C even that much harder and, in my opinion, just not very good. Um, you know, like you said, we've, we've been fortunate. We've, uh, we've been able to harvest some pretty good bulls on that late hunt. Um, but with, with basically eliminating the, the opportunity to go into 3A and, and hunt that and other hunters as well, it's going to really congregate the majority of the hunters in 3C, which is going to make it extremely tough.
0: And was the idea on the 3A just because... You know, depredation. Were there elk in areas that they didn't want the elk?
1: Um, yes and no. <laughs> so basically, you've got a couple of 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 ranchers and, and landowners that um, didn't like the elk, didn't didn't want them down there. Whatever the case, um, and and raised a big enough stink uh, to the point where the game and fish decided to go ahead and do some over the counter hunts in there and and basically, you know, by by the the time frame that they're allotting and, and unlimited number, I mean, it ba- basically they're telling us they want them gone. Um, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is there's some landowners uh, in that unit that have land that's locked up, and but you still can't access it. Um, so j- by doing these hunts, you know, essentially you're just going to push a lot of these elk onto some of that private that's locked up, and unfortunately, those are the guys that are complaining the loudest. So it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a mood point, in my opinion. It's kind of a, kind of a dumb idea, but I mean, they're just they're trying to keep both sides happy and figure this is the best way to do it. So it is what it is.
0: All right, let's talk a little bit about Four B, which is kind of the um, redhead buck to stepchild uh, <laughs> across the the road, but. You know, it's amazing what the Highway 260 there, that dividing line, you know, creates between 3C and and 4B. And historically, 4B has been, you know, definitely the dog um, of the area. But um, it does still provide some decent hunting. Um, how do you see the September 15th archery dates there in 4B? Um, how do you see 4B trending compared to how it maybe used to? Um, You know, what's the
1: scoop there? So about six years ago, they did away with their early rifle hunt in 4B, um, which it took a couple of years before I think we started to see any effect of that. Um, And they actually did that for about six years. Um, Last year was the first year that they brought back their 4B uh, early rifle hunt. Prior to last year, um, we definitely were seeing the quality trending up um, and it actually uh, the last couple of years has been a, been a pretty decent hunt. Um, there's uh, quite a few locals that, that have you know, drawn it and hunted it over the years and it's, it's turned into a pretty viable uh, unit for, for quality elk. So um, last year we, we had a non-resident that had been kind of chasing the, the 3A3C or a rifle was always just a, a point behind, it seemed like. And uh, when I saw that they were going to do that 4B early rifle, I called them and said, hey, here's here's the deal. I don't know that you're ever going to catch uh, 3C. I think that you'll have enough to draw this 4B early rifle with them putting it back in this year. Uh, we talked about it. He decided to go ahead and do it and uh, applied for it. And he drew uh, the one max pull tag for a non-resident came out and hunted with us, had a great hunt, and uh, was on some really good bulls the first couple of days. And uh, on day five, we ended up uh, going into to a little pocket of bulls that, that we've known about, and, and he ended up killing a, uh, I think he was right at 367 bull uh, on day five of that early rifle hunt. So, I mean, it's it's it, 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 we've definitely seen it getting better over the years. Um they're again on the on the same token, um, a lot of these over the counter hunts they're they're doing that as well in in uh, the northern part of 4B, which is is going to affect the unit. Um, they're going to try to eliminate and annihilate those elk in the in the 4B North country, which which will affect the unit. Um, absolutely will. so um, so I don't know, I'm kind of curious to see kind of how this year goes after they, after they do a lot of these depredation hunts and, and see how it does affect um, some of the elk in the, the rest of 4B. So,
0: Right on. Um, antelope?
1: Antelope, uh, we've definitely seen um, some positive things here in the last uh, year or two. They have decreased tags so They they've needed to. Um, but we have seen them start to decrease the number of tags uh, in 4B and, and 3A and, and 4A. So uh, that's that's all been good and been positive. Um, numbers are, are are down. Quality is down a little bit. Um, but um, I mean, you can you can still find some pretty solid bucks. Um, you know, roaming around kind of these these areas around here. Uh, we do have kind of one sleeper buck that uh, we've been watching for a couple of years that we're hoping we can uh, get uh, get a tag or get somebody with a tag and, and see if we can't put them on the ground. So,
0: Right on, buddy. Um, so we've talked about 3C, we've talked about the archery, the late rifle. Um, is there still that late archery hunt in 3C, in 4B? No. no. Okay. And no, and do no, you think they've that that's really this. helped that? alleviate some of the pressure?
1: Uh, a little bit of the pressure. I mean, there was only, I think I think the last year they had it, there was 50 tags uh, in 3C, and I want to say 30 in 4B if I remember correctly. Um, so there wasn't a ton of pressure, but there was enough to kind of push them around a little bit and move them around, but yeah, they, they got rid of those uh, quite a few years ago, which was, was fine. I don't know that, I don't know if they killed too many bulls on them, just because it's such a tough hunt and and, you know later in the year and but uh yeah they they got rid of those so which was fine with me
0: yeah those were always very tough hunt very tough um what else is going on you're coaching basketball
1: uh i am i've uh got got wrangled into helping coach girls basketball if you can believe that (laughs) and how's it going uh, not bad. We're kind of wrapping up our season. Uh first round of state starts um actually tomorrow. So
0: nice. We'll, How's uh, the team doing? I mean, obviously pretty good, good if you're making it to state.
1: Good. Yeah, we made the we made the the state bracket. So we're in the in the top 16. We're going in at number 10. So I'm going to play a team that we've uh, already played this year and 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 beat. So we're pretty optimistic there and then uh we'll go from there.
0: Well, good. Uh so if people want to reach out to you, Burnt Timber Outfitters, on Instagram, or what's the best way for people to, to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, yeah, so we've got an Instagram page, uh, Burnt Timber Outfitters. Uh, on Instagram, we also have a website, burnttimberoutfitters.com. Um, on there, it's got, uh, we try to keep it updated um, every year. I've already updated, uh, uploaded all of our pictures from last season on there. So it's, uh, it's up to date right now. Um, but it also has a contact page on there where you can uh, call me on my cell phone. It's also got an email uh, where you can get a hold of us and and ask us questions, talk to us about uh, your your point situation, and and what's the best way to to use them, and kind of go from there. So
0: awesome, man! Well, thanks for coming on and sharing with us. Glad things are well. Hope you guys do well in the tournament and uh, continue doing all that great work that you do i get a lot of reports from hunters reporting back in they heard you on the podcast and have nothing but great things to say about you and your guys so keep up the great work okay
1: awesome thank you jay and thanks for uh thanks for all you do we appreciate it all right buddy god bless take care all right we'll see you Bye. bye, bye.